What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 68 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where three best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And for the first time as an official member of the Flip Screen Games crew, Mr. Max Wright. It's nice to have recognized talent recognized and yeah it's good to be here game recognizes game buddy max cool thank you yeah man so start getting paid for for writing positive reviews (laughs) there you go Um, yeah yeah well you know we're all we're all sony shells over here Mm -hmm. especially pete so um you can you can be you can be a playstation pony just like him or you know come join me on the xbox station pony that it's not alliteration it's a rhyme it's sony pony we take offense to that man Thank you, thank you, right? Exactly. Whatever, it's good. I don't know. <laughs> Same difference. That shows how much I care about Sony. I think I think we've we've hit a great balance here because you have someone to back you up as a Brit. I have someone to back me up as someone with taste. I I think it's gonna work Ooh. out for us. You know, I think it's gonna uh, work yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Who's backing me up? Oh, that's, both of you. Look, Max, both if you want someone to back you up, you gotta get somebody else to join the team. All right, that's you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pyramid scheme. You keep bringing in people underneath you, and you know, eventually, uh. I don't know, something happens. Profit, I guess, is step three. <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh, exactly what happened with, with FTX. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, perfect. Perfect analogy. So, yeah, this is this has been uh, a long time coming. I think if you've been listening to the shows the last couple of weeks, Max has obviously been around quite a bit. Um, we are very excited to welcome Max uh, to the team, not just as a host, but as a producer uh, behind the scenes, helping us putting the shows together and... Uh, developing some original projects uh that we we can't talk about just yet so really really excited to have you as a member of the team max we've been you know the three of us have been working together for a, a very long time off and on um, four years yeah so uh, very very been, cool yeah. to uh to have you as a permanent member of the crew man so so uh thanks for thanks for joining us and uh yeah a warm welcome of course, of course. Of course, we have a lot to talk about, and you've got a hard out later. So we're going to just get into it here. This week's show is all about our predictions for this year's Game Awards. We are just a week away from Jeff Keighley's Pride and Joy, the Game Awards. December 8th, we've got a lot of categories to talk about. We're going to lay down some predictions on who we think is going to take home the gold, as well as maybe a couple events, announcements, that kind of thing. And then, of course, when we do our review of the Game Awards next week and we talk about all the announcements of the show itself, all that good stuff, we'll see who had the sauce. And let's be real. It's going to be me, gang. I mean, maybe maybe Max, maybe Max can be the competitor that I've been looking for. Because Steve, Chewy, I'm just... You know, I'm just, I'm just. Oh my god! Whipping it's them. almost just... like Chewie predicted the exact date of a game, and none of us were able to do so. You're right, but guess what? They moved the date, baby. So what's the scoreboard know, say, I, Steven? I really what's want to give him scoreboard? something for that because I feel so, I still feel so bad about it. I'm looking forward to the, to catching up on our predictions next month, um, and, and checking in and seeing that I was a dismal loser. Uh, but hopefully, and... I'll win something. For the Game Awards predictions? Well, we'll have here, Steve, right? Of course, and the Game Awards predictions are just for fun. That's not part of our our, our annual predictions. But those are around the corner. We're going to unveil the trophy for the winner this year. No, don't spoil it for anyone. I'm I'm excited to see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I have to wait until the episode so you guys can see it. Does it exist? Does it it currently exist? Max, I'll tell you this. It's a real thing, Max. It's a real thing. And you can win it. And I'm touching it right now. It's right here to the side. 
And the only other person oh, in the me. crew. It was me all along. It was you, Max. The only <laughs> person besides me who's seen it is Sierra. I showed her because she didn't get oh, wow. to participate last year. I guess I could show you too, Max, because you you didn't weigh in on it. So if you want to catch it later, stay, stay later and I'll, I'll show you. But let's show how, uh, how little your wife must come downstairs into the basement that even she's not seen it. No. And the person that made the trophy. Blind. Never seen it. He had a blindfold yeah. on the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that was the condition. It's a mess, but it's fine, you know. <laughs> so, uh we are going to get into like I said our predictions, our hopes, our dreams for the game awards, but uh a, a question here that I think we wanted to we wanted to kick things off with was who's planning on watching the the event live? Cuz I know for you guys that's a really tall order, right? For me it's a little bit easier. You know, it's it's a late goes pretty late anyway, but like when we we co-streamed last year, um, which I don't think we'll be doing this year. And uh, Steve was up until three in the morning, I think, uh, to catch. Yeah, the and then I the had show. to try and go to sleep after that. So like, then it was like I was actually awake until like four, I think. I'm probably not going to watch it live. I will be opening up as Max is on Steam TV, so I can try and win a Steam Deck. Uh, go and listen to the Steam Deck podcast. You have week. to you watch all about that. You have to be watching to win your Steam Deck, though. If you guys don't watch through the whole show, what if they give it to you and you can't claim it? Is that, is that how it works? I think so. It better not, because I'll be devastated. No. All right, well, I'll, that, I'll be pouring no some espressos go... for myself then and watching if that's how, how it works. I'm sure you can write a little something, Steve, that when you when when uh, you get a notification of some kind, automatically click the yes button or something. I don't I'll know. give Pete my login, and he can open that up on like another browser window. <laughs> I've got, I've got three me. browsers open, so I'm watching to see if any of us win. <laughs> I'll need two different VPNs, but yeah, maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> uh, I- I'm going to watch it live. Um, I usually watch it live. You know, uh, I I think, you know, for as much as the show is often a mixed bag, I have fun watching it, right? Like, it's, uh, I think it's enjoyable for me to watch in the same way that, like, even a bad E3 presentation can be, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. if you're watching it with somebody that's interested, it makes for, you know, for, for uh, an enjoyable evening, even if... Yeah. You no, know, because like last year's show, I, I certainly had a lot to cr- critique about the uh, the pace, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, that was last year's was a gruel. Oh, I really hope this year's isn't. Uh, but like we had fun watching again, it, right? Like even though it was a slog, like we had fun even in the parts that were rough, because like we were suffering mm. through it together and riffing on it, and kind of you know like we. I used to enjoy watching it. I used to enjoy. Um, I would. Every, uh, you know, we'd get some mates together, we'd be at a friend's house, we'd, almost like an E3 event. Yeah, right? we'd, yeah. We'd just have some drinks and see what happens, you know. And I was a younger man and I was about 22 when we talked, did the first one, uh, as I'm sure we all were thinking about it. But um, the, the last one I remember watching live properly the whole way through was 2018, after we'd, we'd sort of not been working together very long. Pixel Par, like, let, like, slid into my DMs and was like, hey man, just to let you know, um, I think they're going to show Metroid Prime 4 at this one. And I was like, oh, well, I've got to go and you know, pick up Smash Brothers at midnight. And I've got work in the morning, so I, I won't watch it. But like, thanks for the heads up. And then I just couldn't sleep with the thought of it possibly happening. So I watched every <laughs> single moment of that. And it got to like 3 a.m. Famously, it was there, happened. right? Pixel was absolutely right on the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, That's where they the revealed money, yeah. the full gameplay footage for that. Hey, man, you know, he can't be right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I, did, I did not feel good the next day, but... Um, but yeah, this that's year, the, no, that's the issue. No. Like, it's on a fucking Thursday. Like, come on, Jeff. If you're gonna be doing it until ridiculous o'clock in the morning for the majority of the world, 
could you maybe please do it on a Friday? Oh, even Friday. even for me, in in my time zone, it's pretty late, right? For a for a Thursday, like it, it yeah, it's like I was up until at least midnight, right, or whatever, close to it. Um, it starts it starts at half twelve for us, so even like yeah, like you say, three three a.m. Not not for me. Yeah, I I don't blame you. Um, but you know, I think like in terms of the common criticisms, right? Like they are what they are. You know, um, I think that like. I think that the show has evolved in good ways and evolved in bad ways, you know? And, like, I think every year is kind of a clean slate for me, and I'm happy to go in and see, like, what it's going to look like, you know? Because I think in many ways it's gotten better every year um, as much as there have been growing pains, especially the last couple years where they had to kind of adjust the way that they did it, you know? Um, I don't think that helped. Yeah, when it wasn't in person, this is the first time they're back. I think it's in, it's in the Microsoft Theater. And they're, so, yeah. they're there in person with, obviously, a full audience this time around, which would be nice to see. Um, and, and I'd be happy to see people coming up on stage and collecting their awards again, uh, which was, was always great to see. So I, I look forward to watching it. I'll probably watch a little bit of it live, and then I'll probably drift off to sleep like I usually do, uh, and then catch the rest in the next day for like the big announcements and who won. Because well- I mean, I'm interested to see. It's also like a, I think a thing where you could probably pretty easily like watch it time shifted, and then like you could just do it like I do when I whenever I miss a, uh, an event like that, and it's like all right, just watch the vod and then skip yeah. skip Fast through, forward this. through the ads. Yeah, right. You know, um, and you can just focus on the on the meat. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into the predictions themselves. Um, I think we've uh, we've been dancing around long enough. Um, I I think. Rather than go from like least hype category to most, let's just start with the bangers, right? And like we'll we'll work our way through. We're not gonna go through every single category because you know I think there are a couple that you know we just we we won't necessarily have an interesting uh, debate on. Um, but getting into kind of the the bigger ones, right? Um, game of the year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. And our nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And I... just to, before we cast a vote, right, we're gonna, what we're going to do is what the game we think will win, not the game we want to win, right? So this is a I'm predictions saying, game. I think God of War, but I want Elden Ring, just, uh, just to throw that in there. I I also think God of War has a good chance of winning. Um, Steve and I had a conversation about this a couple of weeks back on on this podcast, and I think God of War um, has a couple things going for it that Elden Ring doesn't in terms of like recency bias, and um, and I think it being a game that appeals to a, a wider um, array of of the types of people that vote. In this, in this, because uh, right, obviously, Elden Ring a more popular game than God of War, at least seemingly, right? Like, um, based on its initial sales, I, I, I think, well, maybe they're about. To yeah, I mean, that. we spoke about that on last week's Flip Screen Games podcast as well, where God of War was on one platform, right? Do you think? I, and I kind of feel like they probably could have done double if they launched on all platforms. That's it a good point. Would have hit. Yeah. What Pokemon did? Yeah. They probably would have made the ten million in within the week. So I don't think you can you can look at it like that in terms of popularity. Because it is only on PS4 and PS5. That's true. Um, I I still think Elden Ring is going to win. It sounds like you two both think God of War. Yeah. Um, I, I've obviously not played God of War, so I, I can't really speak to it. But I do kind of feel like there are still so many people 
in the industry that talk about it that are talking about the fact that Elden Ring was something special. It kind of set the tone and set the page for what a um, an open world game is going to be moving forwards. And I really think that Elden Ring is going to clench it for a lot of people. So that's why I'm going with Elden Ring. Should I be writing these down? Are we are we are we tracking these? Yeah, we got them. Um, I I put a or Steve put a table in the show notes. If you want to do that, that would be great. I, I would love to. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're already doing. Thanks, buddy. Sound cool. You got it. You're nailing it. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think you make a good case, Steve. I think Elden Ring is definitely. Um. I think for most of the year has been the obvious choice, right? And I think it's the game I think had the most juice going into the the this season. Um, but yeah, I think I, when you look at God of War, I think aside from the recency bias, like I think one of the things that I, I often impacts what game of the year is, is a game that, um, that really like strikes a chord with people emotionally. And I think a lot of people definitely probably have those feelings about Elden Ring. But again, I think God of War being a very emotional story, it being the, the kind of climax of this, you know, and then the, the conclusion of this North Norse, uh, mythology story that they started in 2018 that obviously struck a really big chord with with the voters um the year it came out uh i i don't know i think i think all of those things coupled with the fact that it also has a really great soundtrack and a really great combat system and you know like it, it succeeds in a lot of the ways that elden ring does um not necessarily as like an open world game or an, a game about exploration i definitely would give you know elden ring its flowers there um, and in a game that like has more, you know, better water cooler moments, you know, it's a uh, far less linear story. It's more opportunities for self-expression. Those are all things that people connect with as well. Um, and like the story you told with Elden Ring versus the story from software told you, um, or I guess in this case, the story. I also think there is a story in there. Like a lot of people say there is no story, but I do think there is a great story in there. It's just told in a different way. It's not like watching a movie. It's. It, I really think that Eldering uses the medium well. It forces you to find tidbits around the world and piece it together yourself, rather than here's a cutscene and we're going to move you through to the next gameplay section. And I like that. I really like it, the way Elden Ring tells tells the story. And as I played more, I've uncovered more. The whole Rani questline, for example, I think is a, a monumental achievement in terms of storyline. And, yeah. We are getting dangerously close to our our own end of year game of the year discussion here, boys. Yeah, we won't we won't go any deeper on it. You're right. I don't want to I don't want to uh, uh, spoil that conversation. Um, but I think I think you're right about all of those things. I also think that what that game is doesn't appeal to everybody. And not to say that God of War does, but I think um, it's it's a tradition, a more traditional type of game. And it's a type of game that a lot of people will give a shot in a way where you know they they might not connect with Elden Ring, and I think that enough of the voting body will have tried God of War and connected with it, um, or maybe are already biased towards it because of their appreciation for the the original. But we'll see. I think I think there's a great chance that you're going to be right, and Max and I will both lose out on this one. All right, best game direction is awarded for. What does it even mean? It means uh, like this. it's outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. I don't know, man. This is not this is not award for me. This feels like and who are awards. the nominees? The nominees. 
are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. I think Elden Ring probably takes this one. I, yeah, I'm struggling on this one because I think so I, too. Yeah, I think I think Elden Ring's probably the one that when I think of a director, I think, and I'm talking about this in the way that Jeff Keighley probably made this award to be the um, you know the Hideo Kojima award, but I think of Miyazaki as directing Elden Ring. Whereas I couldn't tell you the name of the director of God of War Ragnarok. I've just got Corey Barlog in my head. Sure. Um, where he was much yeah, more of a driving force in the first one. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's go Elden Ring. Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll join in with you guys. I think, El- hands. I think Elden Ring makes uh, the most yeah, sense. I think for me it's Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring or, Immortal- or Immortality, which I think is, is if that's the last one in kind of that trilogy of uh, FMV games, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I, and I think Elden Ring for me clenches it. I think Steve, you made the point earlier, and I think this is a common talking point about this game is that it's innovative, right? And that it's like, this is a game that, you know, all open world games from now on are going to learn from, you know, and like that, that's the narrative around yeah, this game. It's, um, it's kind of similar to breath of the wild in that regard, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with that in mind, um, it's got to be that game. And, and I think especially if God of War wins, if a lot of people vote for God of War for Game of the Year, I bet you they'll give this to Elden Ring as like a, well, maybe it wasn't the Game of the Year, but it was clearly the most innovative, the most groundbreaking game that came out this year, you know? Um, yeah. Which, you know, is a different thing. Uh, so then next up, we have Best Narrative. For outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game, our nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. I think God of War takes this one for me in terms of narrative and telling a story. I think it probably probably clenches it over Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring brings a lot more to the table than just narrative. I I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. This is who I think is going to win. So yeah, good of all, not who I want to win. So, I think yeah. I think yeah. I could see immortality winning if it was yeah. more if because the people that talk about it like are through the roof into it, but I don't feel like it necessarily. Again, I don't think it's going to have as much play as God of War. I think God of War is a thing that most people who are voting will have played, and the story is I think the most standout thing about God of War. In the same way that I think like the direction is probably the most standout thing in Elden Ring, right? So, like, again, if God of War doesn't win Game of the Year, I think it's going to clinch this for sure. That's my guess. All right, next category, Best Art Direction. We've got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. I honestly... Uh, I I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. I think Stray... Uh, and and the the for all that game's failings, I don't think it that really for me deserves a victory in um, in like game of the year or best indie. Yeah, but I think being in that world was something special. It felt great. I loved the direction. I loved the the NPCs in it. Every character seemed to have a unique feel to them. The art direction I think was solid. For it me. does also and call out its comp- it calls out animation, and that was something that that game did really well. Yeah, so Stray, for me, I think, is the one. The other 
possibility would be Scorn, Scorn's just because mine. of what that game is. So Scorn's your pick? Yeah, Scorn's my pick, absolutely. Um, it, not not because I think it's necessarily the best looking, or, or you know, I do think that God of War is technically more impressive and has like much better design. But I feel like Scorn's entire bag is here is this in, here is this world we've created that you know looks disgusting and and uh, it's so cohesive. <laughs> and, yeah, I think Scorn Scorn does it for me. I could see Horizon winning um, as a consolation prize. I think that's something like that game is beautiful. <laughs> And like its animation is yeah, really but good, I, but I think I'd probably it's, it's, give it to Stray. It, for me, it looks like it looks like a, a Sony open world game. It looks like so many others. It doesn't feel unique to me in, in that I, I regard. Don't, I don't know how you can say that when you're talking about design and animation with like the creature design in that is so unique compared to every other. Yeah, uh, you're, you're game right. Of its ilk and like the the attack patterns and like. But in the, that regard, like then then I kind of feel like. Elden Ring's creature designers as well, and like the animations and stuff within the boss battles are so unique and special. I mean, are they though, or do they just look like other from software games? It's like the same argument, right? Like, yeah, but yeah, but I, I can't. I, I mean, I've not played any other from software games, so I don't really have a, a a point to that. But I do, I do feel like they were, they were special every single time. It went from like phase one to phase two to phase three i was always like surprised and yeah. mesmerized as to what what was going on or what was happening there's a ton of personality to every boss you know yeah they're all they're all unique and distinctive and you can you remember the battle with every single one of them mm-hmm. which i can't really say about horizon like a lot of the big like battles with the machines they all feel very similar they all feel like oh i'm battling a big machine and mm-hmm. i'm gonna scan it and take down its big big parts and, and get rid of them you know this fight the final boss battles different uh, very different and the, the battles against humans are different but i i feel like the battles against the machines all feel quite similar i remember um seeing people sort of on, on twitter when it first came out being like have you seen boss battles like this before and a lot of the replies were like yes i played monster hunter before <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like. I honestly don't think. I don't think they're remotely comparable. Like, I think Horizon looks so much better than a Monster Hunter, but that's not what we're here to argue. Um, I'm gonna give it to Stray because I think I could see Stray getting the 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 nod here. Um, because it really did have, I think, very good art direction for all the things I can say that were not great about it. Um, I think that is one of the things that it really nails and is very special. Best score and music, we've got um, we've got Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal, Hellslinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I personally, my choice for this one is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because I just think that Xenoblade games have just this like incredible yeah. uh, emotion to them and like all of the, the areas and the worlds all sound great. However, I would love to give a... A solid mention to Metal Hellsinger's soundtrack. It's really good, and it plays so perfectly into the gameplay of that game. And I think if if you like game music and you like playing games that have good music, and you haven't played Metal Hellsinger, I would highly recommend doing. It. And I wouldn't be surprised if this did win because of the originality and and uh, what it does. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go Xenoblade personally. I'm going to go with Xenoblade as well. Um, I think the soundtrack was really exceptional, and I think it got attention for having a really good soundtrack. I remember people talking about how hard the regular battle music goes. Um, mm. So I, I think that's a, a, probably a good, a good pick. 
I, I'm going to follow your lead. I've only played Elden Ring out of this list. Um, and so if you you both think Xenoblade Chronicles 3 gets the win, then I'm going to gonna follow you. I'd, I'd be hard-pressed, if I'm being honest, to, to think of a part in God of War other than the main you know, theme song of the, of the new God of War games. I'd be hard pressed to think of one of the areas where I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is a bop," or "Oh yeah, Ooh. like I'm really feeling this." I don't like, know. I don't know. I I kind of disagree. Um, I I'm gonna say this in the most spoiler light way possible. Um, Max, you know the part of the game where uh, oh, this is hard to talk around. Okay, where uh. Tell him off mic. Tell him off mic if it's gonna. Okay, spoil okay, it. okay, okay. I'll tell you off mic. I'll tell you off mic. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. I don't. Right. I don't even want to. I don't even want to possibly spoil. Okay. The thing I feel like I have to say to is it the epilogue? It's not. Okay. It's 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 a it's a fight theme that's introduced later. Okay. It's, uh, it's uh, not yeah, the original fight theme, but it's uh, the fact that I can't think of it doesn't bode well for the rest of this conversation anyway. So fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next up we got best audio design. This is the best in-game audio and sound design. So that's like non, you know, non uh, soundtrack um, design here. So yeah. what we've got for this: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo Seven, and for Horizon Forbidden West. I'm giving I, this to Gran Turismo 7 because every single year there's a car game. It wins this category. Last year, ah. Forza Horizon 5 won in this category. And I'm giving it to, to Gran Turismo 7. He's playing to win. I was thinking that that, that made sense to me. Because I, I think there I think you could make an argument for uh, the other games on this list to some degree, but I think the people that might vote for them might split the vote enough. And like the people that care about Gran Turismo um, might carry that through. How many, I mean, we've had good car sounds since Crazy Frog first came out. How are they still doing new and inventive ways to do <laughs> it? The, yeah. We got it. Yeah. How are they still doing new invent? How are they still doing it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to give this one out of this list, I guess, to Elden Ring, because I remember Elden Ring, so when you're out, like, out in the world and stuff, it's very quiet and serene, but there is a lot of, like, you know, uh, satisfying noises when you pull off a parry or um, call the horse and you're sort of clip-clopping around and, like, and, like all the, you know, the wind like rustling the through the sounds. trees. There's a yeah, lot of just, like, yeah. grizzly-ass monster sounds, too. Like, yeah. yeah, the sound design in Elden Ring is tight. And again, I, I'd give honorable mentions to the other games that I played on this list. Like, I... The sound design in Horizon is very good. The sound design in God of War is really good. We talked about that in the uh, the interview we did with Sightless Combat a couple of weeks ago, Max, where it was like, that's one of the things that makes mm-hmm. God of War so satisfying, right? It's like, you know, Kratos moves slowly and the way they put the grunt with, like, it, it gives such weight to what's happening and, like, the sound of, like, the axe getting tossed, all that stuff is, is really satisfying. Um, you know, like Horizon, like the machines and all the crazy sounds they make and all that stuff. Like, there's, there's, I think all of these are are good candidates, but I think I think Steve's probably right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as well. All right, next up we've got best performance awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and or performance capture, and we have Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West. Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok, Manon Gage for Immortality, and Sonny Suljic for God of War Ragnarok. 
apologies if I mispronounce anyone's name. I think I did pretty good, but I think you did a pretty good job there. This is a tough one, but for me because it's between the two God of War characters. Um, this this very much felt like a Traces game, and a Traces character was well done. But I feel like Kratos's performance probably clinches it for me. And there were moments that, that, that Kratos had that really made me feel like major emotions. Whereas yeah. for Atreus, I was like, I like I like where his character is going and where his story is going, and not necessarily that he was selling it to me. Um, and he, not, did not he, was, oh, he did great. He did great. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a sadness that Christopher Judge I think brings, and a softness that he brought to the role um, that really sells the script. And the ways in which Kratos as a character has changed. Um, I don't know that he's going to win. I think there's a, probably a case for other people on this list, but he's my vote too, I think. I I was going to give it to Christopher Judge. I actually think I'm going to give it to Ashley Birch because be, her playing, and I, this is a spoiler, so apologies, two characters in Horizon was very impressive to me. They were so very different in terms of personality Ooh, and performance you're right and like that for me being able to play such a strong female protagonist and then someone who's been like hammered down and like just is nothing was really strong for me yeah i love ashley birch she's really really fantastic fuck i kind of want to give it to her too mm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna stick with my gut I hope you're right. Okay. Though, Steve. I'm glad to hear it. Christopher Judge is great, and I love him. And he's, he's in my favorite sci-fi series of all time, Stargate SG One. If you've not seen it, please go watch. He's it. great. He's great. I love him too. But I honestly, I hope Ashley wins. I do. I am currently four or five episodes into Mythic Quest, and her character is great. Uh, yeah, she's phenomenal in that show as well. Yeah. Also, she's in Life is Strange. Um, okay, next up we got Games for Impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message, which is a fancy way to say games that Pete likes. Uh, I, I, was gonna make, I was gonna make this joke earlier when I was looking, <laughs> when I was putting the document together. Oh, I can't believe Has it. Pete played any of them, though, because no. I don't know the answer. Is, no, is I no. haven't. Uh, as Dusk <laughs> Falls, I do have on my, uh, I've got it downloaded to play, and I'm, I'm oh, gonna... Oh, Pete, you've gotta have Citizen Sleeper on that list as well. I'm telling you, it's gonna be one for you. I know. All right, so we got it's as close to uh, is a, that game is as close to uh, Disco Elysium as you will get. Fuck! You can't just say shit like that to me, Steve. The other thing we were going to talk about this week was how there's too many games and it's like impossible to play them all right now. And um, yeah, I want to play all these games, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, on the list we have memoir a memoir blue as dusk falls, citizen sleeper. Endling, Extinction is Forever, and Hindsight. I feel like it's going to be either Memoir Blue or As Dusk Falls, because I think those are the games that have gotten the most press, and they had the biggest marketing push behind them because they were put out by fairly large publishers. Yeah, I think it's probably As Dusk Falls. It came to Game Pass day and day. It was pretty well received. It's got a unique visual style to it i think people remember so i would give it to as dusk falls i would like it to be citizen sleeper which is the one that i voted for but i think it will be as dusk falls i could not i could not tell you a single thing about any one of these games but i'm gonna go for as dusk falls so i don't lose this one uh if it is that 
So I'm gonna go with that too. Let's keep the let's keep these points fair when the when the uh, one of us some all of us haven't played a single one of these games. However, mm-hmm. I am very interested in Citizen Sleeper just from the look of that one image. Yeah, I'll check it out. Like the the battle system, like the the system is in there with the dice roll. It's 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 gonna be for you. I'm telling you. You've got me. You've got me. All right. Next up, we got best ongoing awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Our nominees are Apex Legend, Destiny 2, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I don't know. Well, okay, so I know that Final Fantasy XIV, uh, yeah. the friends of mine that I, I know have been playing it have been, you know, loving it. Um, did, did, they, and... did it have an expansion this year? I it did, yeah. So yeah, I could see that winning then, because you're right. That's kind of, I've I've heard a lot of conversation around. Didn't Destiny just have an update though? Destiny two's had an expansion this year. Obviously, Genshin Impact has had like huge patches as well. Fortnite's just had like a really big season. I think like, I think Genshin there's, Imp- there's arguments for all of them. I think Genshin Impact is too niche, and I think Fortnite is is like, and eh, nobody wants to vote for Fortnite. So I feel like. I feel like it's Destiny or it's Final Fantasy. For me, I'm going with uh, Final Fantasy. Um, I just I feel like that had a big resurgence. I know an absolute ton of people who left World of Warcraft and went to Final Fantasy because WoW's expansion this year was terrible. I'm going to go with Destiny because it, it had a more recent update and I know that it was very popular, right? So, like, I'll roll the dice on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't know if you, I don't know if I've already said that actually, but yeah, no, you didn't. You're good. Okay. Yes. All right. So next up, we have one of my favorite categories: best indie for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Our nominees are Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. This is the first year yeah. that I've never played a single one of the the nominees for indie game. Really? Year, probably you know what's yeah. mental to me is how they can say it's outside the traditional publisher system and then like Devolver, include like Devolver Digital Anna Games. Burner. It's like what? Uh, how is that like what that is now? Because they're they are outside the traditional publisher system to a degree, right? Like I'm, the, 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 it gets less and less so every year. That's for sure. But like Devolver is a publicly traded company now. It's like it's true. The, you're not like you're just a publisher at this point <laughs> and you're just you just happen to publish smaller titles that's it that's the only difference yeah fair enough but for me i think it's probably going to be Call of the lamb um tunic was a very mixed bag like it should have just been zelda style combat and not soulsy style combat Ooh. stray it could well be Stray. Like it just won like best PlayStation it game. Could, it like, could be Stray. I think I could see a lot of people there in Game of the Year as and it, well. And like, it's that's the most crazy in the game. Of the year and it's not going to win Game of the Year, right? No. So like, I think everybody's going to be like, "Well, it didn't win Game of the Year, but we'll give it Indie Game of the Year," which is bullshit. Because I think Cult of the Lamb is a much better game. But I'm going to give it to Stray because I think it's going to be Stray. I think it's going to be Stray. Too. Point. Game of the year. I think it's yeah. Stray. I think it's going to be Stray. Especially because Stray is nominated in all these other categories where it's not going to win. That's really sad. Really sad. Because the one game I want it to be 
is Vampire Survivors, and it's not on this list for some bizarre reason. Yeah, I can't believe the only one Vampire Survivors is up for is, like, Best Indie uh, Debut or something. But, like, how do you be in Best Indie Debut and not also Best Indie? Be a Best Indie. Right, I just yeah. don't get it. Oh, it's, I, it's, I guess not enough people played it. Old, man. You know? I don't know. Here we go. Time for another peak category. <laughs> no, I don't even like mobile games, but I do like Marvel Snap. So for best mobile <laughs> game, we've got Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. It's got to be Marvel Snap. Marvel it's Snap. Be Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap slaps, baby. Yes. <laughs> you kidding me? It's a great game, and everybody who plays it is surprised by how legit it is. So it's going to win. Uh, all right, we're gonna skip. We're gonna skip community support. Um, let's we'll, we'll skip a couple here. Do we want to do best VR AR? I don't. I don't know any of these games. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do best VR AR. All right. Uh, we got best VR AR for the best experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. After the fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book Two, and Red Matter Two. It had better be Bone Lab. It really should. Moss be. Moss is um, the only yeah. game that I know that isn't Among Us. <laughs> well, Bone Lab is the follow-up to Bone Works. It come came to the Quest, so it's, it's finally moved outside of PC VR. I could see After the Fall as well. That one's very, very well received. It's a very good game. But I think probably Bone Lab would be the one I would give it to if I was voting. So I'm going to go with Bone Lab. I think that from what I have played of Red Matter 1, um, I would, and, and I think I've probably seen some After after the Fall. Um, but I, would, I think I'm going to go for Red Matter 2 for this one. I'm going to go with Among Us because I don't really know any of the other games, so I'm going to go with the... Yeah, it's not going to be Among Us. <laughs> go with the one that's fine. The 3D... The 3D uh, what, are they, what are they called? What are the characters? The Among Us. The, among, the among, Beans. Amoguses, the Amoguses. Um, the 3D ones creep me out too much, man. Yeah. Uh, Look at that little hand across its face. They freak me out too. But I'm going to go with that. I don't know. Whatever. <clears throat> uh, next, we got Best Action Game. For the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat, we have Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I think looking at that list, I think Ninja Turtles is probably going to clinch it. Just off you of, think so? Just yeah. because I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking about how much people that were into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were into Shredder's Revenge. Like People were into yeah. that game. Yeah, but I kind of feel like Sifu had like such a huge moment this year. I'm going to go with Sifu, I think, yeah, because I think Sifu had a moment. I think a lot of people like it, and I, I could see this being the category that everybody is going to stump for it. But I wouldn't be surprised would, if I, Max is right. I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a, is a, uh, a safe bet. I think if Bayonetta didn't game. have I had, controversy, I, such a good time. I think Bayonetta would have been the clinch. But I, Yeah, I see. I don't know because it had its problems, right? Like it... it was kind of not as performing as it should be. Yeah, um, maybe. I just I feel like that kind of came, had a bang, and then it fizzled. Whereas Sifu seemed to have a have like a real moment this year. All right, and next... Neon White did too. Like it was that That's card true. game, right? The yeah, one where you like shoot with the cards. Mm -hmm. Neon White, I could also see winning. I think is it's a, it's a, that's another good choice. 
Uh, next up is best action adventure. This is for the best uh, action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Uh, the nominees are Playtale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. I think God of War takes this one. Yeah. Oh, uh, is there a lot of exploration mm. in that game? Yes. Yeah. There's like each, each like, world has traversal and puzzle solving. Like, what are the puzzles yep. like in? Uh, there's a ton of puzzles. puzzles uh, yeah, they, they, every level has its own sort of series yeah. of puzzles and different, like... You know how Zelda games have, like, um, each each world, uh, you know, you get an item and that item then can be used to, you know, traverse around and you find something and you go, oh, yeah. I remember earlier I had that, I can go back there and use this item to get to this place. It's a or, lot of stuff like that. Where it'll be like, yeah, you, there's like, like there's, bounce the axe off this thing and hit this target or, like, yeah. you know, freeze this water and then use that to move this thing over here. Yeah. So you can, you know, it's like there's a lot of... Use the water to make the water rise and stuff. Yeah, there's like, I mean, it's, the God of War, the last God of War was full of puzzles and, uh, and you know, had large open areas. And this one went above and beyond that by having each world have its own open area, very much like the main open area from the first game. It's, it's uh, yeah, I think... Steve, you need to play this game, man. The fact that you so don't know good. this about this game. Yeah. The fact that you, you don't know that there were puzzles and exploration, pick up, man. Pick up the original on Steam Deck and, and get through that and then... Oh, yeah, I, would probably, I, yeah, I might too. Um, probably won't be this year, though. No, no, you'll get to uh, it this I, I kind of feel like um, Stray is probably going to win this one. I don't what? know why, I just... Really? I really no. feel like when you, when you talk about traversal and the fact that you're playing playing as a cat and you're moving around the place. So either that or Horizon No combat, be... And that's no, one of the things. It's no combining combat. combat with traversal and... The fact that Stray is in this and Elden Ring isn't is kind of weird to me. I know Elden Ring doesn't have puzzles, but, like, it's an action-adventure game. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it to, I give it to Ragnarok, then. Um, I don't think the puzzles in Horizon were anything to write home about. No. I found it annoying traversing around the place at times, so I don't think I would give it to that. Uh, Plague Tale, I need to play that. Like, it's on my list, but and I, I just don't think Tunic really holds up. Uh, all right, next is best role playing game for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. They are Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Elden Ring, yeah, Elden Ring, yes, yeah, no Elden, Elden Ring. Right? Elden Ring is going to steal one of the only categories Nintendo had a shot at. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair play to all of these, most of these games, but even even against Xenoblade, you know, Elden Ring just has it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I mean, Arceus was never going to win this, right? Like the the character customization is just like it's non-existent, really. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, you really it's also just like this is this is another one of those categories, right? Where if Elden Ring doesn't win Game of the Year, this is the thing where everybody's going to double down and be like, "This is the thing it deserves," right? Like it's exact mm -hmm. same like conversation you had when it was the year where it was like uh, Red Dead versus uh, Red Dead Two versus God of War, right? And it's like, oh, like which which one's going to take which and which, you know? And it's, I think that's how it's going to shake out. Uh, best fighting game is up next. I don't think I have to explain explain what a fighting game is. Uh, our our <laughs> our options are DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle, R King of Fighters, Fifteen Multiverses, and Sifu. Sifu? How could you have Sifu in best action game and best fighting? Game? I don't think there was a there was not a fifth fighting game for them to put here. I guess like what happened? I don't know. It's yeah, weird. they needed something. It's multiverse. It's multiverse, though, right? Yeah, it's multiverse. Yeah, multiverses. Yeah. yeah, multiverses is great. 
All right. Um, moving right along, we got best family game, aka Nintendo plus Lego games. Uh, and we've got Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. This is a rough category. For me, it's in, Kirby. Choose. Yeah, I think it's probably that for me. But also, if we're talking who I think's going to win. Oh, I'm going yeah. to say Kirby, but I'm not confident about that. I'm going to... No, I, I think Lego could take it. The thing is, I didn't like Lego, but I think Lego probably might win. So I'm going to go for Lego. Yeah. I think Kirby was robbed. Kirby should have been in the top five games of the year instead of Stray. Still Stray, yeah. That's my hot Me take. Too. That's my hot take. This was a really good game, and I um, I think it's really lame that it's probably going to get snubbed. Uh, okay. We got a couple more categories coming up. But before that, let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of December. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Mary Berry, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Flip Screen Games. You're all the real, so the real, and your support allows us to bring on new blood like Max. So thank you for your support. We appreciate you. If you want to become a Patreon producer, if you want to go and find our content all over the web, if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this or any other topic that we've discussed, remember, flipscreen.games. That's the website where you'll find links to all the places we are all over the web. Come join the Discord. All right, let's get back to it. Next up, we've got Best Sim Strass... Mm, try that again. Best Sim Slash Strategy Game. Game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Our nominees are Dune Spice Wars, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. You can get a good reception. I can't remember. I don't remember that game coming out. I feel like it's got to be Mario Plus Rabbids, because I feel like all these other games, I do not remember there being much conversation around. Yeah, but oh, is, that, is that to do with your circles? It could be. Know? It could be. But I, I think it's going to be Total War Warhammer Three. Total War, yeah, I just, I, I really do. Um, I've heard good buzz. That could be true. Relic makes some of the best strategy games in the business. You know, they're the team that make Age of Empires now, and and Total War games are very, very, very popular. And I could. And combining that with Warhammer is a, is a win. I also really love Two Point games. Like Two Point Hospital was great. Yeah. Two Point Campus is great. But I I think Total War Warhammer Three is going to take it. I just don't think Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope had the the level of thunder that the first one did. Yeah, I'm gonna go for June just to just to throw a little spanner in the works. Go for it. Yeah, why not? Alrighty, moving right along. Um, I'm gonna skip best. What? What? what best sports slash racing? We can do that one. Hey, well, who's Whatever. Up we'll for do. It? We'll do it. We'll do it. It's FIFA. Oh, I'm sorry. It's F1. Are you joking? Seriously, right? Okay, right. Before you read it out, the the Ollie Ollie world's here, but Rollerdrome isn't. Yeah, there was a lot of people saying that Rollerdrome was snubbed. I think. Like, what I th- the fuck? It's by the same company. For fuck's sake! It was snubbed. I think. Great game. Really great game. 
F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ali Ali World. I think it's probably Gran Turismo 7, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, considering FIFA's sort of, uh, my friends that are all diehard FIFA fans are like, this is just, it's just getting worse. So yeah, I'm going to go for Dran- GT7. I think that's probably the way to go. Sadly, I think it's GT7, yeah, even though I don't know that that game is uh, particularly great. All right. Uh, Next up, we got best multiplayer for outstanding online multiplayer game design uh, or or including co-op and... That's interesting. Hold on. Including for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences irrespective of game genre or platform. There we go. Um, so we've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Nothing is leaping off the page to me here. Nothing at all. Feel like Multiverses, maybe? Yeah, I guess. I mean... I think, I don't know, like, I I don't think Splatoon 3 had the heat this time around. No, it definitely did. In Japan it did. Sure. But it's a this but, is a, yeah, but not in this panel. The voting the voting body is uh, is Western, yeah. Um, and Call of Duty, right? Like it's like again, it just feels like such an obvious choice. Overwatch had a bad launch. I feel like multiverses. It, Overwatch had a terrible launch. Call of Duty did did very well though, and I enjoyed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I did Turtles too. Revenge, but I wasn't like writing home about the fact that it was an amazing multiplayer experience, and I was telling everyone about it. I feel like multiverses probably clinches it. Um, but if you are you two going with multiverses? That's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a Modern Warfare two. I'm gonna okay. Yeah, I think I'm it. doing the same. I'm going to bat for my for my game multiverses. Uh, all right. Next up, we got best debut indie for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors are our nominees. It's Vampire Survivors. I think it's Vampire yeah. Survivors. Yeah, it got snubbed in the other categories. I think the people that played it will want to go to bat for it here. Um, and the people that didn't play it will hopefully split split the vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. We got a couple more here. Um, yeah, you know, we'll do we'll do this one, I guess. Uh, best adaptation: recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cap- Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, and Uncharted. It's Arcane. There's no way it's not Arcane. The only other one I could see would be Cyberpunk, and that was yeah. it was I'm recent, going with Edge Runners. But I'm gonna go with Arcane as well, I think. Yeah, I'm going with Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's very crazy how many of these are Netflix properties. Yeah, three out of five. They got a pretty good track record, honestly. They have a better track record of adapting video game shit than anybody else. All right, coming up on the last couple categories here, we've got the most anticipated game, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's going to be Legend of Zelda. It's going to win for the third year in a row. It has to be. I think that... Oh, oh, has that specifically won... 
Two years in a row. It definitely it has already run two years in a row. Yeah. And this will be the third year. Okay. I was going to say Starfield because of like, I feel like it's got a larger audience and more years behind it, maybe. But you know, okay, if it's one, two years in a row, then yeah, it's Legend of Zelda. Oh, but do I do I go for the steal and try and say Starfield? You no, could. I'm going to stick with Zelda. No, let's do Zelda. Actually, it doesn't I matter. It doesn't going... matter. Starfield. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I'm going for um, Resident Evil 4. Okay. Big. Thanks for the point. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Right, can, we, can I can I can I ask that we stop doing categories and spend these last few minutes, five minutes, because it's all esports shit from here. No, yeah, you're right. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about our let's just throw out two or three each of our personal predictions that let's aren't related specifically to a category uh, for the win. Right? Okay, uh, you start, Max. What, what's your first one? I think. Uh, okay, prediction one: Elden Ring DLC. I think Ooh. we might have Elden Ring DLC announced. Have they ever <laughs> done DLC? <laughs> no. What? What? Uh, do you mean Dark Souls or like, yeah, like um, from software, like for any of the Souls yeah. game from? Yeah, I mean there the, there was two expansions to um, Dark Souls Three. There was oh, okay. uh, they released like a another version of Dark Souls Two that had all the DLC. There were two expansions to Dark, to the first Dark Souls. Bloodborne had uh, the old Hunters DLC. Cool. They've all had DLC, except for Sekiro. And there's a big old hole on the map, Pete, just ready and ripe for some DLC to slot right in. All right. Have a a cold shower, mate. Good prediction. I feel like like they love to to team up with with Jeff. Feels like it'll be the, the perfect time for it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right, Steve. I think. What do you got? Kojima's game will be revealed. That's a good guess. Yeah, that is a great guess. In fact, yeah, that's a solid one. He'll definitely be there, right? That. Hopefully, he'll have a, th- a game to show this time. Somehow, he'll win an award. Somehow, he's not even. I mean, we've seen we've seen footage of it leaked this year. He's been teasing Elf Fanning a... in the game, <laughs> so it's like I feel like we're gonna see a new Kojima game. He'll have a uh, best. Best podcast hosted by a video game director, and he's the only, <laughs> yeah, he's right? the only entry. <laughs> Where's that category? Best best video game podcast. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> okay. Um. So for my first prediction, I'm going to go with Horizon DLC. Interesting. Forbidden well, even West. With the, even with the VR game in February. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, uh, it might it might be risky, but I yeah, think you know Forbidden West. Came out earlier this year uh, with the original Horizon. We had gotten um, the Frozen Wilds, I think, within a certain number of months of release. It was pretty close. So this might be a risky one, but um, I I think it would be kind of odd if it didn't get DLC. So we'll see. So should I go for number two? Yeah, go for it. The toss-up here. I'm going to say... I'm going to say that... Mm, yeah, let's say Zelda does another Zelda trailer. Zelda? Nintendo does another Zelda trailer. What did I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I think that's a that's a pretty safe bet. But we okay, see, well, like... Yeah, go on. I'll go with mine, then, which is Nintendo will not be oh. at the Game Awards. Oh, I was thinking in the second year in a row, they weren't at Jeff's summer event. I kind of feel like maybe his connection was with Reggie. Reggie's no longer there. He's moved on. I don't think Nintendo will be there. 
Interesting. I mean, it's very possible. You are right. Reggie was at the Game Awards last year, right? He was. He was. Reggie was, yeah, but not as a Nintendo employee. Yeah, no Nintendo announcement, right? Did they have something the year prior? They did not. I'm I'm trying to think of when the last time they had a big announcement was. Well, they had... That's 2017, Bayonetta 3. They had Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's 2018. They had had the Joker for Smash. That was 2018. I think that was the last one. Hmm. Uh, Surely not. Okay, keep going, because surely... Yeah, you you have a look, Max, and see if you can see if there's anything in 2019, 2020, or Pete Pete does his second prediction. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I think. I let me let me get a qualifying ask here. Are we making? Are these just announcement predictions, or are we also like? Can we like? No, predict, you can do anything. Like goofy, yeah, you, goofy, so you can be goofy like, game award shit. Yeah, you could say Joseph Farris will be there again. It's about and about the Oscars being. I feel like that will probably happen, right? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, you know what? I think I'm going to take that because I, I think he has a game in development right now. And I bet you he's there and we get a first look at his game. Okay, so Joseph Farris announces new game. Yeah. Well, it's been announced, right? Or not announced. He's talked about it already. So I think it'll be like. Showcases. Yeah. Game. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, 2019, Bravely Default 2 was announced. No More Heroes 3 had a second full, has its first full trailer. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise was shown up in 2020. And Monster Hunter, sorry, Smash Bros. Ultimate revealed uh, a character, possibly Sephiroth, maybe? I can't remember. Uh, that sounds right. During 2020. So, yeah, I think it was just last year they had. Just last year they weren't there, and then they weren't at the Summer Games Fest. So I kind of yeah. feel like. Uh... No, I think that's a great shout. Yeah. Not a bad guess. What's your number three, Max? My number three, if I have to pick one, I'm going to say that I think someone makes some kind of like political statement, maybe, and I think that the target might be Elon Musk. Okay, so someone makes a political statement about Elon Musk. Yeah, whether it's they, they, they mentioned about him in some way, in a way that is, you know, to highlight... Okay. I think you're more likely to get one about Ukraine, but you know, you've said Elon Musk, so I'll say I'll put that one uh, down. Yeah, no, yeah, fine. <laughs> here up, Steve. Um, I'm going to say that Phil Spencer will be here and we'll say something like bringing the industry together. I was definitely going to guess that. <laughs> he's going to play his little drum kit as he talks, as he likes to do, you know. Gonna be like, look, all right. Just because Sony is talking shit about us in the media doesn't mean that we can't all come together to celebrate video games. Yeah, it's gonna be something like that. We're all we're all coming together. He's gonna be there, and I, and I think he's gonna say something like that. Okay. Damn. Hmm. This is the last one, Pete. So make it make it. I have one, but I don't like. I was gonna say a thing about Phil Spencer. And now I'm like, do I do I try to take another safe bet of like a, a thing that I think will happen again, or do I say like I have one in mind? That, okay, well this I'm the last one, so no one can steal my idea. So I'm going to talk out loud. I'm wondering if 
it's too late now because I, I was going to say that somebody will make a swipe at like NFTs, but I feel like it's mo- we're moved on by, by it yeah, at this that's, point. That's, we are, and I already got that win earlier at the, it was in my year's you predictions. Uh, I got a point though too because I predicted that yeah. the NFT market was going to crumble and it happened. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. Um, okay. I'll go through my list after, which I'll, which I'll tell you what else is on my list. If you're struggling, I can give you some ideas, Pete. I'm going to say that we get we have an appearance. All right, I'll say this one, because this is a thing that's happened the last couple of years, so who knows if it'll happen again. I think there will be an appearance from a Muppet. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> that now, is a risky okay, pick. Steve, can I pull up a, can I pull up a, a rule here? Jeff has already yeah. tweeted saying, "Shall I bring back a Muppet this year?" I'll be counting. Oh, that as he a did. Leak. Yeah, that's a no go. Then I'm afraid. Fuck! Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, mate. That... You were close. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm struggling now. Hold on. Right. I'll go through my list that I've got in case right. you want any of these. I might see a new video game movie trailer will be shown. Okay. An actor will have a weird cameo. Do you remember The Rock with his weird no. drink? Oh, and it's, oh, yeah, and it's like, I could I could easily go with something like that's like a guarantee like a celebrity will show up and awkwardly fucking uh hawk I, I something that has nothing yeah, to do with video yeah. games. I, I had think that celebrity um, might be. That celebrity could be Chris Pratt. Oh my god. Comes up on stage and he goes, It's a me, Mario. I could goes, see some of that. Yeah, yeah. I had a big I had a thing about um Pico VR having a, a big presence here, whether that's in just ads, whether that's in um, being on stage and presentations like the Pico VR being used by like the Among Us stuff, mm-hmm. I can see something like that. They're trying to make a real big play, and they're the one that's the new headset from the um, the company that owns TikTok. Not not doing one. so hot, is that right? Is that what's all about that? It's doing pretty like the hardware's pretty pretty good. They're just mm. missing some of the games that Meta own, which yeah. is a problem. Like Beat Saber. Like Beat Saber, yeah. Mm, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go. With, I'll go with that. A, cele- uh, a celebrity will show up and sell something that has nothing to do with video games. And when I say sell something, I think that could be a movie, that could be an album, that could be a, a energy drink, whatever the fuck it is. It's gonna be mm-hmm. some celebrity who's here for a very, very flimsy reason to be like, "I sure love video games." You know who else loves video games? Monster Energy Drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I exclude the uh, audio, like the the musical guests? Yeah, yeah, no musical guests. There's definitely going to be a musical guest that will play for too long. That'll happen. Okay, that's a guarantee. I'm happy with that. I wonder who it'll be. It's like it never announced. It was already announced one, but there'll be someone else. It's always like a band that was like okay a few years ago, and you're no, it's not though, because it's 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 that's the thing that makes it hard. Is it's it's always either a like legacy rock band or a modern pop star? Because like what two years ago it was like Green Day and Japanese Breakfast, right? Which is like Imagine Dragons last year. I was literally about to say, yeah. Oh my god, I hate Imagine Dragons. (laughs) Terrible, fucking terrible band. Just Imagine Dragons. Oh my fucking god! Three three hours ago, (laughs) I don't think. I don't think you can have it, Pete. Three hours ago, he tweeted that Joseph Farris is back. So, oh 
I think we need to just swap Bro, that one out. Before come on, out okay, it. come on. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on. Well, and you can have well, it well, only well, if he well, showcases well, well. the new game because he's yes. presenting. Yeah, but he has I to think... prove. He has to showcase. No half point for him being there for that one. Yeah, I say no half points at all. Oh no, we allow half points. We allow really? half points if it's this a two point. Gonna get dicey next week, boys. Yeah, dicey. Okay, so when I when we say showcase, <laughs> he has to announce <laughs> or show a new game. He has he to have footage. Like has to have he has to have a new game that he talks he's got about that and shows title. Off. Yeah, we have to. He has to. If, he, so if he shows, if he shows an image, then I get the point. We if he shows like see. a logo, an image, something like that. I think I okay. would give you okay. the point. How about how about anything that comes after the world's world premiere? I'll allow you to have the full point. Anything no, other than that, no, you get a half no. Point. Anything other than that, fair. you get a half point. No. Anything other than that, you get a half point. No. No, 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 no way. No way. Showcases. Showcases. I hear I'm showcasing a JPEG. Great. That's what I mean. Like, it's got to play. Like... keep you honest here, Pete. I'm I think that's all he's got right now, though. I don't think he's got a trailer ready. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. I'll stick with it. If I lose, if I lose, it'll give you guys a little confidence going into our real predictions in a couple of weeks. You know? Oh, okay, all right, fine, fine. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah. So I mean, game awards are next week. So uh, the show will maybe no, no, it'll come out on time. Yeah, because we'll we'll just have to record yeah. on Friday. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll record this. Friday. I'll be out Saturday. Nailed it. All right, all right everybody. Well. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Flip Screen Games Podcast. If you want to let us know your predictions for the Game Awards, remember, you can join the Discord. You can write into us at questions at flipscreen.games. However you choose to get in touch, I challenge you to write in for next week's show. Let us know your thoughts on the Game Awards, the games you want to see Game of the Year, uh, win Game of the Year, all that good stuff, and make sure you're a part of the conversation next week. Speaking of which, if you want to keep the conversation rolling with us until next week, come and join our Discord. It's a... Fun, inclusive place for you to come and talk games. And uh, we always keep the conversation rolling between episodes. Like, everybody's always, you know, chatting about what we talked about on the last week's show. So, come and be a part of the conversation. We'd love to have you. Before we go, Max, welcome to the crew. Thank you very much. Always Great work today. To be here. Nailed it. Just, just fantastic, fantastic debut episode. You know, <laughs> really good, really good effort. Like, is it weird during the last five episodes I've been on the last couple of weeks? <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like uh, it's uh, a yeah. it, you know it's like you're a guest then yeah exactly yeah, you know it's like that trope in like any like team based show right where it's like oh it's like this other character who's like hanging out and then they like officially join the team right yeah you have that you have that moment I was wearing the co-host sheriff badge but you took it off my lapel you took a bite out of it and it was actually a biscuit that was the <laughs> <laughs> yes now here I've, I've now pinned, it's now it's solid gold we yeah. pinned a proper one on you now yeah mm-hmm. so uh, great great work today everybody uh, so. Like I said, go and support us however you choose to. We thank you for uh, tuning in. We thank you for getting involved. Uh, For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. He's been Max. We've been the Flip Screen Games Podcast. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a merry, merry, happy holiday game award season, whatever it's called. Bye.